0: Welcome to episode 70. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week is a solo cast about a mashup of things. First, I'll share about my experience at the Women's March this last weekend in San Francisco, and then we'll dive into the importance of taking time each year to take inventory in your life, to see what's working, and do what I like to call some pruning. (laughs) Before we get to that, welcome and thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to have you here and it just really means a lot that you guys show up every week to listen to Jumpstart Your Joy. If you want to subscribe, we're on all the major podcast syndication spots, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Player FM. While you're there, you can just search for Jumpstart Your Joy. And if you hit the subscribe button, you will get the episode downloaded to your mobile device each week. It could not be easier. And while you're there, please leave a review. If you leave a review, it helps other people find the show and helps get the word out about Jumpstart Your Joy. If you want to follow along with this episode and get some of the links, you can head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com episode 70. Woohoo! So let's see. Also, if you are curious about starting your own show, your own podcast, you can come over to the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com, And join my free podcasting fundamentals course, which will give you a good idea of the basics of creating your own show. It's just several emails that go out about the things you need to have in order, um, some of the things you need to consider, and why it's a great fit for your blog or business. And you'll also get on the VIP list to hear about when I open up the class, which is my Jumpstart Your Podcast boot camp later this year. So let's talk a little bit about the women's march this last weekend. So I went with two of my friends from college, and it was and we went to the San Francisco march, which was reportedly around a hundred thousand people. Although I heard today that it may have been closer to one hundred and fifty thousand people, which is just really amazing. We took public transportation; it was totally easy to get into the city, and Really, I was impressed by the organization. I was impressed by the way people came together. Uh, It was really inspiring to be in a crowd full of men and women of all races, all colors, all sexual orientations. There were children in the crowd all ages were represented. And it was really, really inspiring to be in a group where there was a sense that we were all focused on the same thing, which was and is women's rights. And really this larger sense that nobody is free until we're all free and that equality is so important. I really felt uplifted. And as I said, inspired by this idea that all of us there were there for each other. Uh, Because I don't know about you guys, but even just this last few months, I mean, I've talked about some of the funk that has come up with the Trump election and some of the topics that have come into in, into the social fabric of, of our world recently and, you know, felt a great sense of uncertainty. And that's if you want to go back to episode 67, it's all about how to deal or how to find find joy in uncertain times. But that uncertainty weighs heavy. And so it was really uplifting to know that there were so many of us that want something more and something different. There's also been this question on my heart uh, more recently about about joy. And I talk about that, too, in episode 67, if you want to go back. But how my joy as a personal item is connected and uh, deeply rooted in other people's joy and and so I'm really interested in in looking at this question from a larger level or a higher level of of joy as it applies to a society and to a group of people. And really, you know, this kind of deeper sense of what happens when my my joy or an independ, or an individual's joy is only really made possible at the expense of someone else's joy. And so there's a lot to sit with there. It's it's a bigger question than some of the simpler ideas around joy. And, and as you guys know, I always say, joy is often the hardest choice we'll ever make. And so I think there was also a larger sense of that in the crowd at the women's March is like this, no, this is really important to us. And I think each of us probably had a deep seated reason for being there. They all may be very different, But the sense that there's something bigger than each of us and that we need to stand up and make our voices heard and let the other people in communities know that, you know, I'm looking out for you. So I'm definitely motivated and happy to, you know, happy to have been a part of it. It was definitely life changing. One of my favorite moments was actually I took BART, which is Bay Area Rapid Transit in from uh, I live in Fremont. And so I wrote it back by myself, and there was probably eight to ten teenagers that were on the train with me on the way back out from San Francisco. And they were chatting amongst themselves and, you know, posting on social media and talking to another guy that was in the train near us and saying how they were all just, you know, trying to decide on what college to go to and looking forward to the next step in their life and i was really struck that their parents let them go i mean that was that's amazing to me that you would you know let your your daughters go and i that's just huge admiration for the group of parents that said yes you should go and then as they got off the train you know they just stood there on the platform and looked at each other and said wow you know i think this really just changed my life like i can see what this democracy means now i i've just been part of something so much bigger than myself and it was really inspiring to see these young women one that they wanted to go and that they they really embraced it and that they got into it and they really understood the message and the reason for being there but then that that they took away that this had changed their lives was really really just it blew me away and i was honored to be a part of their moment even though they didn't they probably don't recognize that i was even there but just knowing, I think somebody else posted on social media at some point, you know, our next president was in one of those crowds. You know, our next leaders were in the groups that marched. And just, yeah, there's something really inspiring about that. So I really hope that we, you will head over to the website and leave a note or a comment. Did you go to a march? What did it mean to you? I'm really excited. I feel like there were conversations that were started there, I, that I was introduced, new, a whole huge new group of people and I'm hopeful that some of the guests uh, in the future, maybe some of the speakers that were at the San Francisco March, Um, I'm really looking forward to reaching out to some of them and hope they will join me because, wow, those are the conversations that I want to continue to have here and that I would love to share with you guys because there were some really inspiring women that were speaking and so many inspiring people all around me. So, with that, let's segue into the originally scheduled part of this podcast episode, which is all about. So, the January theme is new. That's the word uh, for this month. And we're going to be looking at how to take inventory of your life this month, or any month if it's not January and you happen to be listening. Hello. Um, how you can take inventory, and what does pruning in your life mean? And obviously that's a gardening term, um, you prune a tree. And the theme really came to me when I went back through some of my old blog archives. My original blog was called Welcoming Spirit, and uh, it's, it's out there. It's an old blog spot blog. <laughs> you can still find it. I've moved most of the content in the last year or so over to jumpstartyourjoy.com. Um but this one this one uh post that I put up, I think it was in two thousand nine, so it goes way back, but has inspired me since then um and I'll just read it for you guys uh it's I was cleaning up around the apartment and found that one of my plants, a small fern, was worse for wear. when I bought it a few months ago, it was lovely, bursting with life of green fronds that were full and even. I put it in a ceramic holder in the bedroom and loved the way it looked. But a couple of months later, after a bit of neglect and poor lighting, some of the fronds were overgrown, some of it had died off. I had not been paying enough attention to notice its decline until I stopped for a moment while cleaning one afternoon. It strikes me that if I'll just take a few moments and cut off the dead leaves and give it some water, it will grow again. Like so many things in life, sometimes you have to cut away the dead parts to allow for growth, and then a plant will grow again, bigger and better than before. The little plant mirrored what was going on in my own life. I've had a bunch of things lying around that no longer served a purpose for me. A huge stockpile of clothes and books, more shoes than I needed, and there were some thoughts, some habits, some ideas that were just lingering around, and they no longer served me either. What if I took some time, like I had for that little plant, to cut out the parts that are no longer showing signs of growth in my life, that are no longer collecting sunlight for me and helping me to be stronger? If I cut those things out or gave them away, I'd open myself up for new things. When I prune away the things that no longer serve me in my life and get rid of the dead weight, I open myself up to areas of new growth. And that is the end of that original post. Uh, And I'll link to that in the show notes, (laughs) jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 70. As we close out January and been looking at the word new for this month, it's a great time to look at what you want to make of this year, what worked in the last year, what didn't work, and what has become like the little brown branches of that plant. They're still there, but maybe they're not providing any support or helping you. Who could you be and what would you have room for if those parts were pruned from your life? So in this episode, I'd love to take a a few minutes to look at the ways to consider a few new ways to look at your life, ways that have helped me over the past few years. The first one is if you're starting to look at things and take the inventory, I love to make a list. (laughs) I'm a big list maker. And... And or sometimes it's helpful to do this in more of a visual way. And you could consider this in a, in like, what do you have room for on your plate? You know, it, you could literally draw out a round circle and put things on your plate words. You could choose to draw a picture of a plate in the middle of the paper and put everything that you want to keep in the middle and put all the things that don't have room anymore along around on the outside it's one of the exercises that is helpful. <laughs> I think it's, it's interesting to really take the moment and set aside some time to start to look at those things. Because it does take some mindfulness to decide what you want to keep. Uh, you know, it takes the moment of looking at that little fern to say, Oh, look, these, these pieces are brown and, and no longer serving a purpose, so we'll take those away. Um, you know, it's really taking the moment to notice what's working here and what is not. And so I think if you take a few moments to do the list or do the visual exercise of what do you have room for on your plate and really be honest about that. Also layering in there what do you want on your plate versus what do you think other, you know, what have other people said should be on your plate. So I would take time to do that. The second thing is... (laughs) It came from a a moment that was in the episode with Deb Cooperman and I, and that's just last week in episode 69. She made reference to the quote by Mary Oliver, and it's from the poem The Summer Day. So it might be worth, I don't know if you guys have heard this one. I mean, I know everyone is pinning the quote about, tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. The poem itself is amazing, and... Um, Obviously, this episode is different than my other ones have been, so I'm thinking I'm just going to read this to you guys because I was delighted to read it when I I thought about it for episode 69. So here it is. It's called The Summer Day. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? I love this poem so much. I love that it gets quoted. I love that it gets repinned. And I think it's such a great question to consider when we're looking at taking that inventory of our life each year or each quarter or whenever it is that you pick up and do this. But what is it that you want to do? I think having a bigger goal than yourself at this moment and thinking about, you know, at the when I'm looking back, when I'm an old woman or man, when I'm looking back on my life, what is it that I wish people would say that I did? And, you know, is it taking the moments to roll through the grass (laughs) and observe a grasshopper? I mean, those are wondrous things as well. If making time for those little moments is important, then by all means do that. Uh, But again, it's one of those mindful things. And then I think also having those longer term goals. I mean, yeah, I will link up to my 10 and 3 worksheet, which is writing down the 10 things that you want to do in the next three years and really distilling that down and getting really clear on what it is that you want out of the next three years of your life is op- often super helpful. And it can also help you on the road to whatever it is that you want to do with this one wild and precious life. And I'll link up to Mary Oliver's poem as well. Another really lovely way, so the third thing is, is what, what do you want the focus of this year to be? Um, what is it that you want to feel? How do you want to act? What do you want to bring into your life more than anything else? Recently, I was, our, I'm, I'm very proudly a mentor coach for the Courageous Living Coaching Certification Program. And one of the exercises that myself and the leadership team did um, with Kate Courageous's guidance <laughs> um, Hello ladies, I love you. Um was really looking at our lives. She she's uh calling this, you know, where do you how do you want to resource yourself and what area of your life, you know, when you really boil it down, what area of your life is the biggest challenge and that you want to spend the most focus on for this year. And by challenge I don't necessarily mean a bad thing. I mean a challenge can also be a great opportunity that it's just full of things that you want to bring to life and and that you want to spend your time focusing on. Um, And so each of us went around the circle and, you know, it's the breakout, you know, it might be relationships. It might be family. It might be money. um, What else? Career. uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones, but the one that I picked was joy, fun and creativeness uh, which is really, I mean, I kind of giggled as I said that out loud to my friends, because of course, jumpstart your joy is the platform here. But I really felt like even in over the last year, I had spent so much time really focusing on getting a business up and off the ground, and you know, planning out so many of the aspects of the day to day of being an entrepreneur that even while doing this show is a great joy and I love working with my clients. I feel like in this next year, I really want to focus on joy and fun and creativity because some of those aspects were missing from my day to day. And so I think if, if you want or you can focus on what, you know, ask yourself, what do you want the focus of this year to be and narrow it down? Um, I think that also helps you get closer to things and work towards something larger. Um, So, hat tip to my CLCC ladies. (laughs) Um, The fourth one is, especially when you're looking at this idea of pruning, what have you created in the past that now needs new room now in the present? Um, And that might not become totally clear, so let me give you a little example from my own life that might help give you some context for this one so two years ago and that would have been the year that i started this podcast my word or my phrase for the year was no toggle this was inspired by the interview that Jess lively had with casey carter and he is of this epic life i will link up to those in the show notes uh, I really was inspired by this by this conversation that they had because he was talking about how he no toggle to him meant being the same person in your work life as you are at home as you are elsewhere. So really living through what Jess Lively would call your capital V values, so those things that are true to you and that if you want to be in integrity that you're living through each of those values every day. Um And so no toggle became my word, and that would have been for 2015. I chose the word at the time uh, as a little bit of background even on that is I had known that I had hidden parts of my personality, especially, I mean, from work. You know, I think there's parts of our lives that it feels like it's not really, I don't want to say appropriate, but it doesn't feel right to bring all of who we are to a specific group of people. Um, And it could have been that way back, (laughs) way back in the day, I had had, um, I had worked with someone that I was dating. And then when we broke up, and this was, this would have been like in 1995. Yeah, 1996, maybe. But he'd sent me an email over company email breaking up with me. And there was something in that moment and it could have been because Seinfeld was really popular at the time but I was really taken by the sorry the George Costanza way of thinking which is that you have two worlds and they should never collide. And I'll link up to the episode where he's talking about that cuz it's, it's freaking hilarious. Um, but this real idea that like you know your your personal life and your your close relationships really shouldn't intermingle too much with your work life. And so I'd really, I'd taken this to heart for a really long time. And in many ways, it does serve me, right? Because I think there's this appropriate level of what you choose to share with colleagues and coworkers. They don't necessarily need to know everything about you. But it's been one of those things to learn the lesson of. So in 2015, when I was living out this idea of no toggle, it meant that I was going into my job at the time at a credit union and really being... More honest and open about who I was than I had been in the past, so they knew me as a project manager, which is my day to day job. But I was telling them, like, yeah, I'm taking this life coach training, and I'm, and then I started talking about how is, you know, I had a podcast, and and I don't know, and I'll be totally honest at this time that they really knew what to do with that. <laughs> so in the thought, you know, and I'm just being totally transparent with you guys because I think that this idea of Things that you've created in the past may need new room in the present. So 2015, my, and this will all come to a central point, but 2015, my word of the year, my phrase was no toggle. And then last year was enraptured. And so that meant just really like having giddy delight over things. And and so when you put those two together, that's a pretty powerful thing. And I could see that really the space in which I was working at that credit union, those the people there and that space really no longer fit me because I was being completely authentic and transparent with who I was. And that's not who I had started in that role as. Not to say I was inauthentic or that I was, you know, reserving things or holding back, but I, I had changed who I was. I had fundamentally changed who I was by embracing both no toggle and the idea of enraptured. And so it was really interesting to see that it really was time to move on from that position and into something else in, you know, in 2017, things have changed drastically. Uh, And so that's really something very interesting looking back on that, that I can see now the impact of deciding to have a no toggle kind of life and a life in which I am like sharing when I'm totally excited about something or sharing when I really love something that I needed to find a new space to be in in the day-to-day. And so really making room for that and being okay with what those two things meant and how how there was a ripple effect that cascaded through my day-to-day life just by selecting and living in to those two words. So I think the really interesting thing is then now, if you have decided to make a word your word of the day or your word of the year, seeing how that's impacted your life up until now. Things have probably changed if you embrace something that you had not embraced before. Um, and giving that thing room and honoring it because you've changed through the process as well. How can you decide to make room for it now in a new way? How, what changed and what do you need to honor that has changed? And, and those are big and interesting questions. And that brings us to number five, which is choosing a word or a phrase that will guide you through the year. I think I probably first got this idea from Michelle Ward, who has been on the show, and I'll link to that episode. Um, And the idea of really defining a year with a single word or phrase obviously meant a lot for me both in 2015 and 2016, and I'm really excited that this year I'm choosing the word flame for my word of the year. Uh, In lots of ways, it is the, the... what, it is the combination of both No Toggle and Enrapture that then led me to pick Flame. Um, also, with my really big interest this year, if you've noticed uh, the podcast, one of the last two questions is, you know, what does harmony or balance look like in your life? And so in an attempt to try and be super mindful, about what balance looks like for me that's one of the reasons I chose the word flame and so let me explain a little bit about how I see it for right now is that a flame if you know if you go back to like sixth grade science <laughs> it requires that it has a certain number of things a certain very specific set of things for it to be able to continue and so a flame needs you know a an original source it needs a a fuel it needs oxygen it needs a wick it needs these very specific things to continue to thrive and so in many ways I see that that is the balance in my life that I need very specific things like I need enough sleep I need good food I need the right food I need time with my family like those are the things like if we go back to number one what's on my plate those are the things that I need and so I see those are the things that sustain the flame that I see as my life I also picked flame because there's another aspect of it and and it goes back to no toggle and that is really being mindful about what parts of my personality I want to turn up in some areas of my life um and where maybe you know at at a day-to-day job I want to turn down how much I share or turn down my passion and excitement for things whereas at like a women's march I very much want to turn up the passion and excitement um, so I see flame really having this very specific example in my life that's very applicable and is a very mindful reminder for me Uh, that should be really meaningful as I go throughout 2017. What I found about both No Toggle and Enraptured is they both changed and morphed and became something new as I went through the year. So I'm really excited to see where the word flame goes for me. Uh, And I think it's really interesting um, because if I look back even to the Women's March as an example, I feel like that was really an embodied version of both no toggle and enraptured. In many ways, it was this thing like I was being authentically me and and all of me and and really listening to what was giddy and brought me delight. And those things led me to feel like there was no other place that I could be than at this march to really live out my values and feel like I'm in total integrity with what I know is right for humanity and right for all people. It meant that I needed to be at that march and I needed to go and I needed to be fully myself in the moment and really soak it in. And so kind of to tie it back to why bringing up the march was a, was a part of this episode even is that I feel like it really embodies some of some of the power of the words that I had chosen over the last two years. So I really encourage you if you're looking for a way to kind of guide your year and have a focus, choose a word. And I would suggest that you find a place to post it, um, literally on a post-it, maybe on a monitor, or I keep mine on my pen cup at work so I can see it all the time. You could make it your wallpaper on your you know, your desktop or your phone, but someplace where you'll see it because it's also easy to wander away from it in the year and then come back to it. Really make a point of coming back to this word of your of the year for you. Um, so that is everything. Let's go back to the, to the four that we, we talked about, or the five that we talked about here. Um, do you, have you left room or what do you want to make room for on your plate is the first one, and maybe doing that actual exercise of drawing out a plate, putting what you want on it, and specifically removing the things that you do not want to have in your life or on your plate this year really taking inspiration. Number two is taking inspiration from what is it that you want from this one wild and precious life, you know, really living into the words of that poem and thinking about how it might inspire you. Um, Number three is considering what would you like the focus? If there's a specific area of your life, what is the focus that you really want to have for this year and how can you have that Thing be the thing that drives your year for me that'll be joy and creativity and fun maybe for you it's the year that you really want to get serious about finances and so that's going to be something that's a through line for your entire year uh, number four is what have you created in the past that now needs new room in the present maybe in the past you had made a commitment to yourself to be more mindful of something or you'd picked a word of the year What's changed for you and and what do you need now in this moment and in this year to honor the changes that you've already made and number five is really picking a word for the year um, and and going with that and seeing what it brings forth in your life as you give it space and room and dedication. And before we wrap up, I want to share a little practice that I enjoy and that I love doing with my clients. It's a really lovely journaling exercise. It could be something and does tie back into this idea of new and pruning in your life. Um, it's called Stop, Start, and Continue. So if you want to follow along with this one, um, you can just get out a piece of paper. And what you're going to do when you have the time today is you're going to write down three at a time, what you want to stop, what you want to start, and what you want to continue. And then you just keep going, uh, following that basic format, uh, and see where you go with it. (laughs) So maybe it's that I want to stop going to bed so late. I want to start having more easeful mornings. And I want to continue to have joyful time with my son in the morning because he is really silly in the morning and it's really amazing to get to spend time with him. So then I would just go on to the next series of three of stop. What do I want to stop? What do I want to start? What do I continue? And it's a really nice way to put a good bookmark around this time in your life, uh, to make some commitments with yourself about what you maybe want to let go of and what you want to mindfully celebrate that you want to continue doing and maybe m- make room for your life for something new that you want to start. Um, so with that, thanks you guys so much for listening. I would love to hear what you've thought about this format. I think I, this, uh, this episode has been a little bit more personal and a little bit more about kind of what's going on in my life. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to leave a comment about it, head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com episode 70. Um, you can leave comments there. And if you want to see pictures of me um, or if you want to share your pictures, you could, uh, on Instagram, I'm at jumpstartyourjoy. And if you want to tag me in your pictures, I'd love to see you guys at the march. Um, If you want to see pictures of me at the march, it's all on Instagram. And I would love to see what you guys have been up to. Instagram is one of my favorites. I, I find it to be kind of fun and uh, you know, the pictures are always, are always cool to see. So those are a couple places to find me. And I really would love to hear your comments on what you thought about this episode. And if you went to a March, please, please chime in. For next week on episode 71, I finally have my friend Connie Curtis coming back on. Um I, I think there's probably three past episodes where I said she was the next episode, but it turned out that there were software problems and the original recording didn't work as it should have. So we finally got a chance to get back on the phone. Connie is gluten free and she is a gluten free and allergy coach. Uh, I'm also gluten-free, and so we, we really had a lovely conversation about what that means. Uh, it fits in with the theme of new because maybe you, if you're listening or someone you know, is thinking like maybe I do have an allergy or some sort of food intolerance going on. And I really want to make it this year to be mindful of the wellness that may be available to me. Uh, I want to get curious about what's going on here. And so this episode is really all about that journey, about how do you notice that maybe you're not feeling as well as you could and you think maybe it has to do with the foods you're eating. How can you get curious to figure out what it is? Connie is a real wealth of knowledge and I feel so blessed to have her on the show. And I know you guys are just going to really love her. Um, so that's next week. I hope you guys will come on back. Um, and until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.